deep within a bleak and dismal swamp, hidden beneath its murky waters, lies the headquarters of the most sinister villains of all time. can't discuss it but um yada 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 patreon all right <laughs> please give <laughs> we ain't got a patreon yet but uh <laughs> let's j- just know that the cavalry is coming for him he's all right let's get into the big issue of the last couple of weeks all these southern states and ohio is ohio a southern state uh, it might as well be. Yeah, and yeah, and they're pushing of anti-abortion laws, and they are going straight up draconian on that shit. Yeah, like, so they're screaming this whole time about uh, Sharia law, and uh, what they're putting forth is just as bad, if not worse. Yeah, it's fantastic. Well. They're scared of Sharia law because they know they push Christian law so damn hard. Yeah, it's only a matter of time before yoga has been banned in this country. Which would freak out a whole bunch of... Uh, you know what, though? That's... What's the phrase I'm looking for? Okay, Becky's? <laughs> yeah. I was just going to say they... the 53% that voted Trump in. <laughs> yes. So, yeah, uh, now one of them, I can't remember which one, I think it was Mississippi, their heartbeat bill or whatever they call them, theirs, has been challenged by a federal, struck down by a federal judge. People are celebrating this, which is, I guess, good, but that's kind of the whole point of them pushing these screwed up laws to eventually take it to the Supreme Court um, and over, uh, hopefully uh, hopefully for them, they hope that it will overturn Roe versus Wade. And that's what this whole thing has been about. They're trying to push it state by state. Yeah, and I, I, I've noticed that they try to go as far as possible to an extreme so that when it does get approved, it doesn't matter. It's like even if they take like huge chunks out of it, it's still going to get the result that they want. Yeah, they they want to be the state on the lawsuit. Right. Well, here's the thing is that a lot of these laws, um, once if they get put into effect, are going to be very ineffective. Doctors are stepping forward and saying right now that they're not going to turn over their medical records. And what I want um, our female listeners to realize is that if you're living in a state where they tell you that if you go out of the state, to get an abortion and come back, you're going to be prosecuted. That's extremely hard to do without violating HIPAA. Mm-hmm. So as long as you're make sure you're reading what you're citing, do not give consent for anybody to be talked to. Um, don't tell anyone where you're going. It should be fine. Um, but doctors are saying they're still going to do abortions. Um, they're saying that they're not going to turn over their patients. It's going to be a mess if they actually try to enforce it. Yeah, that's a good point all the HIPAA and uh, PII violations that will have to come into making these prosecutions. Yeah. Good luck with that one. You'll be going against the laws that we set up to protect us from our privacies and so forth being stolen. Ooh, that's an interesting twist. I'm glad you brought that up. A lot of the the evangelicals and pro-lifers don't really think use common comment they don't think they don't use common sense or logic so they they haven't really thought this through i want people to stop calling them pro-lifers though they are not pro-life they are pro-birth once that child is born they don't give a flying fuck what happens um our foster systems are already strained and overwhelmed uh they cannot take any more load Right now, I don't remember the exact numbers, but it was a ridiculous amount of children that actually age out of the system without ever being adopted and within two to three Mm -hmm. years because they're not giving adequate training on adult and life skills. 
end up on the streets or on welfare or committing survival crimes. So this is just going to be disastrous on a bunch of fronts, not even to mention the dangers it presents to women um, who are going to be forced to carry these children if they actually go through. Like uh, a lot of men don't realize how dangerous giving birth and being pregnant actually still is, even in 2019. Um, this bill is not going to save children so much as it's going to kill women and children. You know what I mean? It's it's going to be yeah. bad all around. I'm, I'm angry and I'm scared, but if you stop and think about it logically, it's just logistically they're going to have a hard time prosecuting or enforcing these laws. That doesn't mean we can't fight it. It just means we need to not let our anxiety eat us over it, you know? Yes. Yes. Um, And thank you for that because I'm just overwhelmed by the whole thing. I'm just scared of the whole goddamn thing. I've started, I've jumped ahead to start to thinking about if they're going to try to overturn, uh, what was it, Brown versus the Board of Education? Oh, I wouldn't put it past them. It's, I, I no, they're going to, they're going to attack it if they get that far. But what we have to really stop and think about is that all the people pushing this, even though they've managed to get some millennials on with them, most of them are baby boomers. Oh, sadly with gerrymandering and voter suppression their votes are louder than ours well no um but what people are forgetting is the absolute strength and power of these kids who have grown up being told what to do with their bodies these kids that are surviving high school students are the ones that are still living in constant fear Mm -hmm. they're not going to take this shit our generation kind of let it happen because things weren't uncomfortable for us up until about five to six years ago. Mm-hmm. But these kids have grown up in discomfort and fear. They're they're not they're not going to take it. So I I'm hoping that the millennials with sense, along with the Generation Xers with sense, that are now coming into a voting age, will be able to fight this stuff. It'll take some time and a lot of effort, but I have some hope that things are not going to go as terrible as we're all thinking. Yeah. I, I, I put a lot of, it's a lot of pressure on generation Z and the younger millennials, but it's their world. They're inheriting. They have to fight for it. Right. Oh, yeah. So did you guys hear about the, uh, <laughs> uh, what was that? Alabama didn't want to show the episode of, Arthur, right, where the, the teacher the... married yes. his partner. Oh God! What what was referred to as the gay rat wedding? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I I think that's hilarious. They they care so much about life, yet they ignore life and teaching kids about life at every turn. As Reagan said, they 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 don't care about all the kids in the system. It's also all those people that really don't understand history when they talk about PBS. It's like, why is PBS being so, you know, such social justice, justice warriors and so liberal? It's like, have you never watched PBS? Have you not watched, you know, Mr. Rogers or Sesame Street? Because. Yep. You remember Mr. Rogers had the episode where he was sitting. I think it was the cop that was black on the show. And they were sitting in the little lawn area in their chairs, and they actually ended up rolling up their pants legs and putting their feet in the pool together, yes. and people lost their shit. Yes. Because here's Mr. Rogers with his feet in a pool with a black man, which was just not okay at that point in time. No, and But people like to forget about that. Yeah. Uh, me and Heister had this conversation with another friend a, a while ago. People read comic books and still have right-wing views. Somehow they view the X-Men as a right-wing allegory and think they need to get over the whole oppression against mutant thing. I'm like, what are you talking about? (laughs) Do do, do you, uh, huh? But people get what they want to get out of stuff. But do you remember, I don't remember which X-Men movie there was, forgive me for saying so, there's been like 20 of them by now. Most of them um, I think it might have been the, yeah, but I think it might have been the second one where the senator was kidnapped and they made him into a mutant and then all of a sudden 
mutant rights mattered. <laughs> At that point, all of a sudden, he was fighting for them to be treated better. And it's like, you know, you think people would have watched that movie and kind of align that with real life? And no. Because they'll watch that and be like, they shouldn't treat the mutants that way. That's completely unfair. But then they can't see why Black Lives Matter is a thing and why it's important and make that kind of connection. I'm, I'm still not over the fact that Stephen Miller is a Star Trek fan. It's like, did you not get the message of a lot of those episodes? <laughs> it's like, how are you a no. white, how you are a white nationalist? And a Star Trek fan. How do those two things connect? Remember, Paul Ryan loves Rage Against the Machine. <laughs> right? And they were Wait, like, don't, don't play our music. Wait, what? Paul Ryan no, of Wisconsin. How? Yeah, he used to love Rage Against the Machine. That was his favorite band. And they he is the machine. hate everything. Yeah, they hate everything he stands for. Like, literally all their music is about how they hate him and people like him oh my god the disconnect is amazing in these these folks yeah I, I think someone i think someone posted once it's like i think they thought the machine that they were raging against was their mom <laughs> <laughs> i fucking guess so man that's crazy oh, oh my god oh the poor drywall they punched uh <laughs> <laughs> basically <laughs> Dude, I don't know who I added because I can't remember who it is posting them. But all of a sudden, my news feed is just full of memes about white guys punching walls. <laughs> and I cannot stop laughing because I don't know where this is coming from. <laughs> <laughs> from from all the uh, energy drinks and listening to corn, probably. No, the kids still listen to corn. Do not blame Corn for this. I listen okay, to Corn and I've never punched a hole in the wall. Lincoln, Lincoln Park. Yes. I would say it was more like the uh, Lamb of God crowd. Hey, 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 don't knock uh, Lamb of God. What are you doing? I'm not I'm not knocking them. I'm just saying that's that's the typical music that is blaring in the background as they punch holes in the wall, I promise. I've seen it with my own two eyes. Mm, no, I'm going to go so far and blame Fallout Boy. How they don't have angry music like dance, well, dance. That's angry okay. as hell. That is not angry. <laughs> He's literally telling you to dance. I don't see how that's angry. We're just gonna have to agree to disagree. And I'm still mad at you for hating on the rock, by the way, and avocados. I'll never let that go. I, I still, I still think of Fallout Boy as the emo Peter Parker from Spider Man Three. <laughs> That, that's okay. how angry they are. They're they're like ang angry, but they're flipping their hair to one side. You know what? I will accept that. That that's okay because that's very much true. I'm not even angry. What? I did see them in concert, by the way. They're amazing live. Just put it out there. Okay, let's take it off politics and go to something really important. Game of Thrones season finale hap series finale happened and a number of people were not happy with the ending and more not so happy about how we got there. And some are totally fine with everything. But uh, as three people who didn't watch it, what are your reactions? <laughs> you know what? Honestly, I'm not even going to judge them because I can kind of see where they're coming from, even not understanding what happened or why it happened. All I know is that there's this author, Jean M. All, who wrote a book called the Earth, uh, Earth Children series. So I started reading the series when I was like 13, right? So the last book that I remember her writing came out, I think I was 20. Yeah, I was 20 when it came out, right? So I waited from 20 all the way until like 33 for her to finish the series with the last book. And then I get the book and it's utter trash. The first half of it was incredibly boring and I, I couldn't push through it. So I started talking to friends who had read it and yeah, uh, it was just terrible. She basically went from being a misogynist or from a feminist to writing it from a very misogynistic point of view and mm. completely went against everything else she had written in the past so I can understand their anger of I invested what was it eight years of their lives uh, watching this show just <laughs> to end up with this ending that apparently did not line up with anything they were expecting or wanting and they feel disappointed 
so I understand. I don't know what happened, but I, I feel their pain. Heister, you compared it to a couple of other series. I, I almost call it the loss syndrome mm-hmm. because there, on the one hand, there's nothing that could live up to everyone's expectations, but you have to acknowledge that, yeah, that was a shitty ending. Mm-hmm. You know, You know what I mean? It's like, you could tell the writers really just kind of they they really didn't know how to end it, so they just they just picked what they did and and they made some bad choices. Yeah, and people have brought up I've brought up Battlestar Galactica, uh How I Met oh, Your man. Mother has come up. <laughs> wow, that indie for How I Met Your Mother was terrible. I, I remember fans, I remember seeing, like, I, I didn't watch it, but I remember the fans, like, they were they were pissed off on that same level as Game of Thrones. It was, they were just, oh. it was legit shit. Yeah. The just, Sopranos. I, I had yeah. gave up on the Sopranos. I had gave up on How I Met Your Mother, too, but I watched the ending. Yeah, the Sopranos, where people called HBO thinking their cable went out. Right. <laughs> yeah. Bro, I was so mad. I almost cried like real tears because I'm like, are you serious? I binge watched the show for how long and this is what you give me. I wanted to burn something down. And they did the same thing as Game of Thrones. They were gone for like two years mm-hmm. in between yeah. seasons. So right. so that's bad too. It's like when you have that big of a gap in between seasons and then this is what you give your fans. It's like, don't be surprised when they're pissed off. Man, let Rick and Morty do some shit like this. I swear to God. <laughs> Don't get me nervous about Rick and Morty. Um, which returns this November. Giggity. <gasps> Yay! Um, there is a change.org petition <laughs> to have HBO redo DC. Really, people? Dude, on, I guys. checked it this morning, <laughs> and it was over 1,500,000 signatures and growing guys. as I look. Guys, Guys, come on. We got real oh, no. problems. We got real problems on this planet. I'm not saying it doesn't hurt. It does. But come on. <laughs> really? A petition? Oh, come, guys, this is part of life. You have those disappointing series finales. You 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 learn to lower your expectations so that when a good series finale comes along, you're pleasantly surprised. That's Dude, that's no. that's what happens. You just learn. You learn from you learn from the past. The snort that just came out of me. Oh my god, I forgot about that. (laughs) You really think HBO HBO is just looking at y'all like, like, what the fuck? Come on, let it go. I thought it was a joke. I thought it was a joke. I didn't know it was a real Mm -hmm. thing, and then I clicked on it, and oh my good lord, it's no, it's a real thing. They are actually petitioning, and I've never been so amused and disappointed in America all at the same time. Before. Now I think they're <laughs> I think they rushed this season so they could hurry up and end it and start their Star Wars series. Oh, that's my that's I, my reasoning on why they happening. rushed the ending because HBO were down for another season or two. The fact that there were so many editing things that they missed, like the water bottle and the coffee cup, it's just they like, was like fuck it, really, really guys, really, you you couldn't take yeah. two seconds. And I know I know mistakes happen, but come on. Yeah, a Starbucks cup in the yeah. middle of the scene. That's a bit much. <laughs> I'm That's pushing it. Honestly, I'm kind of unsure about them doing Star Wars. I don't I don't know. I don't know about I don't, that. I don't like it either. I, just I don't like them like... As, I don't like them as showrunners anyway. No. To be honest. Uh, I feel like they're gonna make me upset. And I feel like for the first time in my life, I'm going to act like a Susan and write a very strongly worded letter after they butcher <laughs> one of my favorite series of all time, you know? Well, did you see the prequels in The Last Jedi? All right. We're not going to start that fight. <laughs> you know what? No, it's not even a fight. I honestly haven't watched them because I've been so nervous. Like Star Wars was one of those things that I shared with my dad and we both loved intensely. And I'm not sure if I want to know whether or not he's spinning in his grave right now. So I haven't watched them. And maybe that makes me not a real fan. But right now I just don't want to ruin or take away from what I already feel from them, especially after they threw Jar Jar Binks at me. I'm still kind of I'm still a little pressed about that, to be perfectly honest. <laughs> yeah. All right. Moving back to politics. 
A Georgia yeah. mayor is under fire for alleged remarks about a black job candidate. According to the Atlanta oh. Journal-Constitution, the mayor of Holston, a nearly all-white community 50 miles east of Atlanta, allegedly withheld a job candidate from consideration for city administrator because he was black. He was one of the final four candidates, <laughs> but, quote, because he is black and the city isn't ready for this. Yeah. There's fewer than 2,000 people in this little podunk town. I, I, this is bad, but the first thing I thought of was a black sheriff. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm not trying to make light of light of it, but that's the first thing I thought of. Hey, no, that's funny. You know, I was still processing this whole thing when one of her coworkers spoke up and somehow thought he was helping the situation when he said that he felt like it wasn't, they weren't ready yet, but then started spouting off about how the Bible is against interracial couples. Like, I don't even know I where that know came that part. Crap. Yes. Really? Wow. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and I'm like, and this is, this is just crazy that these people in 2019 think that these are perfectly okay things to not only say, but then to admit to and defend on on national tv and in newspapers and you know online publications that are read around the entire world i've always thought other countries made fun of us but right now jesus man like i can't imagine what they're thinking about america at this point uh yeah she initially denied the statement then said yes she said it it's a whole big thing but it when things like this happen, I love when people say racism isn't a thing anymore. And I'm like, really? Right. <laughs> you, we're, yeah. we're in a post-racial society. No, we're not. No, we're not. Mm -mm. No, they're having a KKK in Dayton, Ohio yep. coming up here soon. Yeah, I saw that. Nice going, Ohio. <laughs> Oh, God. And this is so you were asking if Ohio and all those states were in the south. And I think that even though they're considered the Midwest, most of the Midwest strongly holds on to those southern values. And if they could be counted as part of the south, they gladly would. But because of their geographical location, they're considered the Midwest. But everything about the the uh, Midwest is definitely just as bad as the south. Uh, there, there's parts of Illinois that you definitely feel like you're you're in the south. Mm -hmm. I was about, and they're oh, not yeah. that Been they're not that far from Chicago. And yeah, I lived in St. Louis area, and I believe Cahokia mm -hmm. was on the Illinois side. Um, when I was living there, I had moved in, and very shortly after, KKK flyers started popping up all over my neighborhood. Um, not on my doorstep, mm. but on my neighbors, on cars and everything like that. And it was just mind blowing to me because I'm thinking I'm only 30 minutes away from the city of St. Louis, which was predominantly black. Um, but for this to be happening, yeah, just stay out of the Midwest. <laughs> yeah. Some like, Republicans in Illinois are trying to get Chicago made its own state because Chicago so densely populated that our votes can override the rest of the states. Oh God. I would love to see that happen. Although one of the people that's pushing for it is like, we don't really want this to happen. We're just trying to open a conversation. Cause I'm sure someone talked to them and said, um, Chicago pays for the majority of Illinois dumbass. Kind of like how, uh, the liberal cities and states pay for the Midwest. Exactly. Like, yeah. Trump was trying to piss off California. California was trying to leave the United States. <laughs> now, everyone said they don't care. Let those avocado toast eating hippies and gays have that state. But do you know what would happen to the state surrounding California if it became its own country? Like, seriously, if yeah. states got to take care of themselves and not get federal funding, all the southern states would just descend into chaos mind you the rich would be all right because they can afford oh, their own little private armies but yeah they they would be fucked. let's just let them go let's just let alabama go 
they they wanted to go a long time ago. I'm sure they want to go now. Let's just let them go and see let let it play out. See where it gets them. <sighs> I, I I still kind of like New Orleans, and I don't want Louisiana to leave, even though oh I that place is racist. Yeah, I as haven't fucked. been there yet. <laughs> I just want to go for the food. That's what I my literally want to go for like. Yeah, I just want to go eat a bunch of food and then get the hell out of there. No, you also got to sit <laughs> on the uh, river walk and eat your beignets and chill and write and kick it. That's a really cool place. Okay. Is it safe to do that there? Like, am I going to get I, I did. Or... Oh, okay. Well, then cool. I'll check it out. You, the, the racism I experienced in New Orleans was more ever other racist patrons since I was there spending money as a tourist, I was catered to because they want oh. tips. Oh. Oh. Yeah, this one Lestat-looking motherfucker at my hotel <laughs> was... They had double-charged me, and he... Him and the sister, uh, it took both of them to fix it, and then they wanted a tip for fixing it, and I'm like, why the fuck would I tip you for fucking up? Wait, but why'd you have to bring Lestat into it? He was a Lestat. What he was he? long nailed the hair. I know a Lestat when I see one. <laughs> but don't slander one of my favorite vampires. <laughs> okay, I was a vampire masquerade player, and are you familiar with it? The role play game? And no, but it sounds amazing. Tell me more. You know what? I'm gonna have to send you. Do you have Amazon Prime? I do. Look up World of Darkness. It's a documentary based off about the creators of uh, Vampire Masquerade, Maze the Ascension, Werewolf the Apocalypse. It spawned, put it this way, it it's what Blade ripped off and Underworld ripped off. And they, Ooh, and like right. lawsuits and stuff went flying. But yeah, I, vampires were my thing in the 90s. In fact, I was called a vampiric, a demonic vampire cult leader once by somebody. Long story. I, I always wondered about that because then. the blade in the comics is nothing like the one in the movies. No, they based them off the world of darkness. A, a lot of his poses were a bunch of Tim Bradstreet's drawings that he did for uh, Vampire the Masquerade. All right, we're oh, getting wow. sidetracked into vampires and my whole goth phase in the 90s. <laughs> Was it really a phase? Because I still feel like Oh, man. I will wear black on a 100 Dude, degree so day. I'm going to send you a copy of my book then. You are the person I've been looking for. We're gonna make this happen. Okay. You're gonna love it. I'm groovy. All right, let's go to Texas. <laughs> With the Associated Press reports, a Texas driver and his passenger are dead after they tried to jump the ramps of a closed drawbridge. What the hell? <laughs> okay, I'm going to hell because I cannot. I'm laughing and I'm so sorry. I'm just ghetto boys. Dude, that's the most Texas thing I've ever heard of. In my that, that's life. where the Waylon Jennings narration gets really dark. Oh my God. Uh, Louis, that's so Texas. <laughs> Louisiana State Police State. It happened shortly after 2 a.m. A black bayou bridge about six miles south of uh, Lake Charles. Investigators say a boat on the intercoastal waterway was passing under the bridge, so it was uh, close close to traffic. You know, when the boats go, like they do in the city here. Yeah. Boats go, they raise yeah. the bridge. Yeah. Witnesses say the yeah. car's passengers pushed through the gate's arm and they drove up Ugh. the raised ramp. Then they Guys. backed up, then accelerated. Ooh, that's where you fucked up. You shouldn't have. <laughs> yeah, you should have just, just kept going. You kept going. You balked and you fucked Commit up. Commit to it. And then accelerated forward, trying to jump to the other side. The vehicle landed in the water instead and sank. Both men were pronounced dead at the scene. Their names have not been released. Yeah, the families Ooh, are guys. probably really <laughs> <laughs> Do not hey guys. associate them with us. What do you want to bet the phrase? You saw Blues Brothers. You got to commit to that shit. Oh my God. But what do you want to bet the phrase, hold my beer, was actually uttered before that whole thing went down? Like, I feel like that 100% was said, hold my beer. And then, yeah. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> uh, we can do it. We can do it. 
we're all going. We can do it. We can do it. Oh shit, we're not gonna make it. Oh god, we'll release our name to the press. Oh, uh, I hope for the family's sake the names are never released. <laughs> I'm gonna look it up for next time. Um, the Associated Press through NBC also reports a Mississippi jury has awarded a total of three million dollars to five African American strippers after a federal judge found the women worked under worse conditions than their white colleagues. I'm gonna applaud nice. that. Oh, yeah, I heard about that. Nice. <clears throat> Hell yeah, man. Equality across the board. <laughs> U.S. District Judge Henry T. Wingate ruled that in the discrimination case last year, after a trial that lasted nearly a week on the question of damages, on the question of damages, jurors decided Wednesday that the women uh, would split $3.3 million for back pay and past and future suffering. That's that's pretty awesome. I, I'm glad to hear good news like that God, every now and then. Oh, I don't even want to know what they were put through for them to be awarded that kind of money. Yeah. Like, I can see the past because if you're dancing in a busy club and you're good at what you do, you can pull a couple of G's a night. So I understand well, that. But what the hell did they do to them that they were awarded for future suffering? They must have put them through some serious trauma. Uh, the name of the club was Danny's. And they report that the manager used racial slurs against the black dancers, uh, forced black women to work at another club in Jackson. They own called the Black Diamond, where conditions and security were worse and the dancers were less paid. So, yeah, he kicked the sisters out. Oh my god! Uh, and when I when I when I hear security is not as not as good, that's that's bad. Yeah. Yeah. No, my stomach just dropped at that because that means oh no, oh. Well, hopefully they can live their best life now. Yes, they should be living their best life, and and may the gods bless them. <sighs> Absolutely. Uh, but it said that the jury sent a powerful message to Danny and employers who think they are above the law. And also good news. We were talking earlier today about the uh, younger generation being smarter and more determined. A clown giving candy to kids from his car was just celebrating his birthday. Police affirmed. Uh, what the actual hell a local (laughs) a local NBC affiliate WCYB reported uh, Clarksville Tennessee parents can rest easy there is no clown driving around the city trying to lure their kids into a car he was just handing out candy to children at a bus stop because it was his birthday police confirmed the fuck yeah long story Um, short uh, he was riding up to kids, offering them candy, and the kids all ran and told their parents. Good. As oh well my god. <laughs> That's a pedophile who just hasn't been caught. I swear to you, normal people do not do that. Um that Well every well the police investigated and they, they say he was legit okay. Uh it was just some guy celebrating his own birthday. But yeah, who does that? <laughs> Might might want to rethink his birthday celebrations. Yeah, maybe Just... give some money to charity or something. Like, oh my, no, you're supposed to ask parents before you give their kids anything yes. ever. If you're not a family member, even if you're a family member, you say, hey, is it okay for me to give little Tommy this candy? You know, just go around, especially not dressed Oh, Lord, John Wayne Gacy. Well, nope, nope, we don't do clown It suits. should be noted that this was an older man who probably was a little lonely and just looking to spread a little cheer for his birthday. But still, yeah, don't do that, homie. Yeah. No. <laughs> yeah, I don't oh care about God. the age. It's like, no, no, dude, no, no. Okay, that makes it kind of worse that he was old. Do you remember on Family Guy? Uh-oh. The guy that was oh, always God. after Chris? Herbert the yeah. Pervert. There you go. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's not okay. okay. Poor dude, though. And now we got to move on because I'm, uh, yeah, sorry. <laughs> a Florida woman pulls an alligator out of, her, out of her pants during a routine traffic stop. 
<laughs> Wait, it's, it's Florida, so never mind. I'm, I'm not shocked by that. It's Florida. Anywhere else, I'd be like, what? <laughs> I just want to know how the fuck she got it in there, but like he said, it's Florida. Anything's possible. I'm sure the cops are like, this is not the first time I've seen that. <laughs> I was just as surprised it was a small one. Right. <laughs> I honestly, I have so many questions, but I, I know I'm not going to get answers for any Hey, it, you know <laughs> what? Holy I'm shit. Not, you know what? I'm usually the kink shamer. I am not going to kink shame this. All time. right. Full <laughs> disclosure. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to accept. Full disclosure to our listeners. We were planning on doing episode 50 today. That's why this is episode 49.5, but the millennial yada, yada, yada shit happened. So I threw this whole episode together within in an hour. So I haven't even read through a lot of these stories I'm reading right now thoroughly. So I am just now learning that, uh, okay, I just saw the headline. I'm, I'm adding it. I don't, I don't give a shit. This is, this is funny. Okay. A court, a ABC affiliate WFTV reports, a traffic stop took a bizarre turn Monday when a Florida woman revealed she had a foot long alligator in her yoga pants. Oh, what the fuck? Holy fucking shit. And a dozen turtles oh, in her backpack. I did not know they were <laughs> yoga pants. What the fuck? How the fuck do you get a foot long? I could barely get my skinny ass into my yoga pants, much less a fucking alligator. What the hell? Shit. Is she trying to start a reptile army? Is that, that what's going on here? I mean, I'm not judging her on that. I want to start a trash panda army, but that's like a whole different conversation. I want a red panda army. Uh, Sheriff deputies uh, made an unusual discovery at about 3.30 a.m. after pulling over a blue pickup truck (laughs) that drove past the stop sign in Punta Gorda. Uh, As the deputy issued a warning, the driver, 22-year-old Michael Clemens, said he had been out collecting snakes and frogs with his passenger, 25-year-old Ariel McCann, McCann LaCree. Oh, so she wasn't a driver. Okay. Oh, okay. That makes Here, you hold these more. in your yoga pants. I got to drive. Oh, wow. I've heard of asking women to stash things, but that's kind of ridiculous. After searching <laughs> their bags for illegal wildlife, the deputy found 41 small turtles in her backpack. <laughs> uh, she also had a, a soft shell turtle. I don't know what that is, but I feel bad for that turtle oh poor guy asked whether she had anything else uh mccann lequee said quote uh uh, uh, she quote proceeded to pull an alligator out of her yoga pants (laughs) about one foot in length and placed it in the bed of the truck is that is that an alligator in your pants are you happy to see me (laughs) why yes it is an alligator (laughs) Florida Fish and Wildlife Conservation Commission took over the investigation and cited the pair for having reptiles and, quote, violating bag limits. <laughs> <laughs> Authorities I mean, also seized the animals. In her defense, I mean, whenever I've watched shows where they're pulling alligators out of poles and yards, in her defense, it seems like the plan is always to secure the alligator's eyes and mouth and wrap it up tight. Mm-hmm. And then it kind of makes them feel secure and they stop fighting. So maybe she shoved it in her yoga pants to keep it still and snug. And, and if I mean, we learned th- anything sense. from watching Popeye, rubbing an alligator's belly will calm them down. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. I'm not going to ever try that. And, <laughs> and if you uh, punch a shark in An the Instagram belly, challenge is dead. I'm sorry. I said, if you ever find yourself in a situation where you're faced with a shark, just punch it in the nose. They have this lump of really sensitive nerve endings there that kind of controls their electrical system. It pretty much shorts them out for a couple of seconds and you can get away. So remember, just, you know, punch them in the nose. Yes. Ray Ray is a shark aficionado. She refers to them as sea puppies. Sea puppies. (laughs) I love sea puppies. (laughs) Oh, boy. We all have our spirit animals. Okay, that's that's actually they say is a uh, culturally insensitive phrase. So we all have those animals we relate to. Yes. 
my apologies to our Native American listeners. We we could say Patronus, I guess. Yeah. Patronus works. Yeah. Yes, I like no. that. My Patronus what? would probably be something like a a, a four foot tall gremlin or something. It'd just it'd just be foul. No, I'd see you as more of like a. Ah, let's see. What would oh, your Patronus be, uh, Heister? Oh, that's tough. Um, I'm guessing some kind of lizard, but I don't know what kind. My Patronus would be that robot from um, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Oh, Marvin the, <laughs> yes. the paranoid android? Yes. That would totally be my Patronus. Hi, how do you feel about Komodo dragons? They're basically dinosaurs that are still alive. I, I like them, but I would never want to be near one. So I I would take that as. <laughs> isn't there so isn't there saliva poisonous? It it is. It's venomous, and yeah, they basically it kind of attacks your blood, and you just yeah you bleed out very slowly and die. That's how they overtake water buffaloes and stuff. They'll bite them and then just pretty much follow them and wait for them to die. It's pretty intense. Well, shit, that's just terrifying. Yeah, they're. No, but, you know, it's crazy is when the rangers go out there and they take camera crews, they are armed with nothing more than sticks. And they just poke the dragons back and away like they're like dogs or something. And then the lizards will turn around and go the other direction. It's nuts. So they're protecting. Well, they they, they aren't the, the fastest creatures on the planet, though. No, no. They clearly don't need to be. <laughs> no. <laughs> All right. An Instagram challenge is daring people to masturbate every day in the month of May, which is National Masturbation Month. Why? What? What do you I Well, mean, come on. I've done it. But then again, that was when I was depressed one time. Chafing. I didn't want to drink or do drugs, so I needed something. Chafing. After a while, it, you, you didn't feel anything. It was just so like, whatever. I I'm sorry. Like... Why can't we have helpful ones where we like have challenges where we go pick up a bunch of trash or feed homeless people or build houses or something? Why can't we do helpful challenges? They do have those. Um, yeah. Isn't didn't that the ice bucket challenge was f- like get money donated to to um. Only by stars. Normal people thought that by going out and dumping buckets of ice water on themselves, they were really doing something that didn't actually Ah. help anything unless people had committed to donating money if that person did it. But a lot of people weren't doing that. They were just doing the next fun, you know, challenge or whatever. Most of the money came from stars who saw that there was a need for research and actually donated thousands of their own dollars in. Okay. Well, this current challenge by Amy Baldwin and April Lambert, who are co-hosts of the Shameless Sex Podcast. I feel bad shouting them out. Uh, Are hoping to stamp out the shame of the act of uh, self-pleasure with these 30-day Instagram challenge. Taking to Instagram, Amy and April wrote, the intention of this challenge is to help destigmatize hashtag self-pleasure while giving participants an opportunity to connect with their own bodies on a deeper level. Uh, the only people shaming that are far-right Christians. Literally mm-hmm. the only people on this planet who have a problem with that. Most of my friends openly talk about it on their Facebook walls. There's no freaking stigma. What is wrong with these people? <laughs> I don't know. I know some people that give it the same same stigma as performing oral sex. Um, they then uh, explain the instructions, which... Wait a minute. To basically <laughs> pleasure yourself for 10 minutes a day, every day, using no porn or vibrators. So just... Oh. Off your imagination? I, I'm too what? lazy for that. <laughs> that I'm sorry, you're too hard. what? I'm too lazy for all that. You have yeah. to use your imagination. No. What are we no. in the 1950s? Come on, man. Right. <laughs> 
Hey guys, I waited a long time to have easy access to porn. I am not going back to the dark ages where I had to scan my <laughs> sister's romance novels. Like, I'm not going back, man. During the month of May, you can send anonymous photos to the uh, podcast uh, saying what you learned from the challenges and any breakthroughs. That seems like that's not going to work well for them. Like, there are going to be some people that, that send inappropriate things to them. Yeah, that's pretty much as, asking for really horrible stuff. <gasps> Dude, you know what I recently learned? What? Have you guys ever seen the movie Leaving Las Vegas with Nicolas Cage and Elizabeth Shue? Sadly, yes. I don't think so. I, I've seen it. Nicolas Cage gives me the willies, so I, don't, I try to avoid his movies, honestly. Well, it has Elizabeth Shue, which we talked about when we talked about the movie Hamlet, too, but yada, yada, yada. Yeah. In yeah. that movie, Nicholas Cage plays a writer who's drinking himself to death, if I remember correctly. Hi. Yeah, I mean. yeah, yeah, he's drinking himself to death. <laughs> I know he was drinking to himself to death. Yeah. And yeah. Elizabeth Shue played a prostitute with some kind of issue I don't remember. But ne he, their lives were just so miserable. And it was one of those movies that I... When I was finished with, I was like, why did I watch that? I feel so dirty and awful. This is this is just awful. Well, yeah. I mean, because, yeah, he does die at the end and she's like then alone because, yeah, they connected with each other. They never it's based off a novel that they and they never had sex in a novel. But in the movie, she gave him a hand job at the end. Mm -hmm. <laughs> well, I recently <laughs> learned there's a porn parody of this movie. Oh my god! I was going to say, but why? But there's a port of everything at this point. Of all yeah, the movies, because there's some really disturbing scenes in this movie. That whole movie I, is disturbing. It is. The only part of that movie I found funny or entertaining was when he was shopping for alcohol. How happy he was with everything he was buying. <laughs> Yeah, and it was Nicolas I, Cage being Nicolas Cage. Yeah, that just weirds me out. I don't know why everybody likes him so much. He's so skeevy and he makes my... I just... He gives me the willies. Well, he used to be really muscular until his gambling debts. I don't care. It's kind of like when you watch The Simpsons and Ned Flanders takes his shirt off. He's still Ned Flanders. It doesn't matter if he's got like rippled abs underneath there. It's still... Stupid sexy it's, Flanders. <laughs> that is still my one of my favorite Homer quotes. <laughs> and Ned wearing the ski outfit. <laughs> oh my god, that's that's amazing. Yesterday I met Majay's baby. Oh, I'm jealous. I've seen pictures. He, he so is so cute. adorable and just loves people. Oh my god. Just didn't mind no. anybody holding no holding him as long as you play with him a little bit and he got to look around. It was just so cute. Nothing but cheeks. Aww. Oh man. Oh my god, my ovaries. Uh, I, yeah, he he reactivated my uh, baby rabies. <laughs> baby rabies. Yeah, it's it's so bad. Like I thought I was fine, and then like three of my friends had babies this week, and my daughter keeps asking for a little brother, and I'm just like, no, <laughs> eighteen to life, just. Keep telling yourself that, Ray. It's 18 to life. You don't need that. 18 to life is being a parent, not a prison sentence. Yeah, no, it's, you, I you don't understand. <laughs> um, no, seriously, the other day, so at least once every three months, I have to have a conversation where I spend five to 10 minutes reassuring my daughter that I do not love my cats more than I love her. And this is just, you know, a small slice and she's 18. So, you know, 18 to life. It doesn't. And like, what do you tell her to reassure her? Nothing I say actually has convinced her that I love my cats more or less than her. Um, the problem is that my cats hiss at her. They bite her. They try to scratch her and she doesn't understand why I haven't remedied the situation. I'm not getting rid of my cats and I can't make them like her. So I don't know what I'm supposed to do about it. They don't like anyone, to be honest. I I feel like they cuddle Bryant because... <laughs> like, Wait, 
Are you saying the cats are threatened by her? Yeah, they probably. Okay. Yeah. So the thing is, like, if I'm paying attention to my boyfriend and my youngest cat, Isa, is laying on me, she will actually flatten her ears and glare at him and then glare at me and then do everything in her power to make sure I cannot touch him again by putting herself in between my hand and his leg. I've seen that with couples and one of them comes into the relationship with a cat and the cat or cat doesn't like sharing because cats don't like to share no 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 harley ever does that that's heister's cat she she's funny in that if she's like sitting with me on the couch and Kristen comes in she will like she will like freak out like i wasn't doing nothing like she she will feel guilt (laughs) she'll feel like guilt like oh i wasn't being affectionate with him and then other times she can sit with us but if one of us like moves into like a spot that we shouldn't be in, she gets pissed <laughs> off because it just like screwed up the whole the whole vibe of the, the sitting together. Yeah, the problem really is that I got Isa at eight weeks old. She was barely weaned, so I'm the only mother she's mm. ever known. We got Toki at nine months old, so. Mm. As far as the cats know, I'm mom, and they do not like sharing my attention with anyone. So for them, when Brenna's visiting um, from California, and they've already got to share my attention with Bryant, it becomes too much. And since he's always here, they feel like she's the interloper that must be dealt with. And, and like all... <laughs> They're spoiled. I don't yeah. know. It's my fault. You have to watch cats, because even one of my favorite things <laughs> about cats... Is that they never lose that killer instinct. No. My spirit animal would be a jealous cat. Thank you for listening to the Inepsu oh Podcast. <laughs> Our next episode will be episode 50 where I have a whole lot of follow-ups from stories we've covered. Uh, I, It's been a roller coaster for me just looking up what happened to them. Uh... Samantha, the heavily soiled robot, um, the oldest woman in the world, oh, oh Joe God. Biden's son. I do know about the Biden thing, but I'm, I'm not going to spoil anything else for myself. Ooh, cool. You get to bring, bring some uh, insight in that. Yeah, that's... that's because that's nice. actually point. That's a, a poignant... Is the word poignant? Eh. Why are y'all on this show with me? Y'all know I'm stupid. Thanks for listening, everyone. Peace and be safe. <laughs>